0: Welcome to the Think Future Podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning everyone and welcome to Think Future. My name is Chris Calabukas and once again we're coming in July from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We're talking innovation startups the future not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order if you watch on youtube smack that subscribe button and hit that bell so you'll be notified when a new show comes on and you're listening to favorite podcast service please subscribe and please drop a note on the podcast i greatly greatly appreciate it now i had a question just blow up on quora actually it was one of my responses is that somebody posted something about why we still have such a huge problem with jobs why we still have a huge problem filling these jobs. And we had a very interesting and ex- extended conversation on the topic. But one of the latest points that somebody made, which I thought was really super interesting, and I've talked about jobs, I've talked about the future of work many, many times. And I'm not gonna talk about that today. Today's about education. And some of the points that people were making was that, why would I need to have such a high level of education for such a low-end job. And the thing that I posted online was a master's. Somebody posted a job and I do not know what this job was for. They posted a job for a master's degree and you know what a master's degree is right? It's like three or four years of school and of course nowadays these colleges have extended it so it could be up to six years of school plus a couple more years of school so it could be between six to eight years of schooling. Six to eight years of schooling in the wage for the job was 15-something an hour. $15 an hour. That is not even minimum wage here in California. And the outcry about this was amazing. (laughs) The discussion was really interesting. And it was all about the disparity between the requested skills and the amount that the company was willing to pay. And then we've talked about this before, but one of the things that one of the tangents I wanted to talk about was education. Now education is a really interesting thing because these people were asking for master's degrees. eight, Six to eight years of education for a pretty much minimum wage job. Now first of all, if you ask me, that's out of the park. Wacko. I don't know why you'd want to ask for that level of education for a minimum wage job. But, somebody brought the point to me was that it depended on what you were what you were learning, right? I mean, if you were learning a degree that was applied, an applied degree, something that you could actually, because this is the thing, it's like when you look at universities, if you think about it, universities from the very beginning, if you think about education, like let's go way, way back. Let's step into the time machine. Let's step into the chrono-voyager and go way, way back in time to the beginning of education, the beginning of universities. And if you can think about the beginning of universities, who were the universities for at the very, very beginning? The super elite. And the super elite did not go to university so they could learn how to flip burgers. Of course, they weren't flipping burgers at the time, but, you know, they were roasting pigs or hammering um, horseshoes or whatever, right? So this is what people were doing back when universities were started. What was it, 1500s? 1400s? I forget the initial universities were not for the same kind of stuff that we're learning today. The stuff that we're learning today is more like trades work, right? You're learning a trade and you're taking that trade and you're turning it, turning it directly into money. And universities didn't, where they weren't, they never started like that. And in fact, a lot of them are still not in that space, mentally in that space. Some of them are mentally in that space. And some of them are mentally in that space plus in the other space. So, they, you know, what is the reason for going to, edu- going to learn? Why do you go to school? And I'm going to flip this on its head because a lot of people think that the reason why you go to school is so you can get an education so that you can get out and get a job or have a career. But if you ask me, that is not the main reason you educate yourself. That is not the point of education. The point of education is not to... Build a skill, so that you can then use it to get a job. It should be to educate yourself to become educated. This is why we, we we've we've turned this thing and mashed up a lot of these different concepts into one space. And we think we 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 think with the magic of a of a, a degree, all of a sudden we're a lot more qualified to do X Y Z. Well, no, no, that is not the case at all, because for some degrees, you are qualified for no work. There is no work that you can be qualified for, depending on the degree. And in fact, in most cases, what you learn at a typical university is so theoretical, it's not practical, that a lot of times people had to leave these places with an MBA or some other degree and still do work in the real world. Well, maybe not the MBA, because the MBA is fairly practical say you had an engineering degree a computer science degree even then you might leave university and go wow i have a computer science degree but i can't code worth anything i have to go to a coding boot camp to learn how to code because they didn't really teach me how to code when i was learning coding (laughs) when i was learning computer science i wasn't coding it was computer science computer science and coding are completely different things one's practical and one's theoretical Right, And that is a lot of times where this, these universities sit. They live sit in the theoretical space. Or at least originally, that was the original idea, was that universities th- sit in the theoretical space. They're there for physics, for mathematics, for philosophy, for sociology, for a lot of things that are theoretical, but not necessarily practical. Not necessarily something you could get a job doing. So we've taken that and we've conflated it into... Education. So we have universities that are not designed to give people skills to be able to get a job. Trying to give people skills to be able to get a job. We shouldn't expect universities to try and give people skills to get a job. Because if you think about it, prior to universities, what did they do? We had apprenticeships. We had a guy who knew what he was doing teaching a guy who didn't know what he was doing how to do it. We didn't have education. We didn't have people sitting in chairs and listening to some lecturer drone on and on about things. They didn't learn that way. They learned by doing. They learned by apprenticing. And if you ask me, we need to bring that dichotomy back. We need to split education into two. We need to split into practical education and I don't know, impractical education? What do you want to call it? (laughs) Education for education's sake. So you can go to school and learn something that has no applicable use in modern society. But you're doing it to enjoy the act of educating. And in those cases, even if you do something like that, you shouldn't get free money or anything like that. You should still be expected to go out and get a job and earn a living for yourself. And we're not gonna give you back your money because that's what you decided to do. You decided to go to school to become educated. You didn't go to school to get educated to the point where you get a job. The point of your education was education. Was knowledge. That's what the original universities were all about and we should go back to that aspect of it for people who want just that. And then on the other side you have people who want the practical education someone who can go to university and say, I'm going to take computer science, but when I come out, I should be a coder. I should know how to code. I shouldn't have to go to a, a secondary, tertiary place to learn how to actually lay down code. You see what I'm saying? So we have these universities that they've kind of lost their sense of balance. And some of them are more focused one way, and some of them are more focused the other way. But they really need to just sort of split into two different types of institutions. And the, the one institution that's doing the practical stuff, if they want to keep doing that, that's great. I love the practical stuff. But if it's purely for education purposes, then that's got to be a lot stricter when it comes to who get who pays for it, who doesn't pay for it. If people from wealthy families want to go take a degree in something that they cannot get a job at, more power to them and charge them triple, I don't care. You see what I'm saying? So this is the problem. This is one of the problems I see with education. Part of what we need to do to disrupt it is to bring that dichotomy back, split it in half and go practical, impractical. Practical means after you finish this education, you can get a job and you can get a good job because the education prepared you for the work. And on the other side, you have education for education's sake. You come out with a beautiful education, but we're not expecting you to get a job with that education. You still must get a job, but if you're just flipping burgers at the in and out that's just as fine. And most people with a philosophy degree kind of end up there. Anyways, that's it for me for today. See you next time, and until then, don't forget to think future. 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 future.